everyone, this is Tony Holbein. You are listening to The Revenue Formula. In today's anniversary episode, Mikkel and I are going down memory lane. We selected six top takeaways from the last year, going through them quickly, and obviously give you the chance to take a full listen afterwards. Enjoy. I'm learning so much new stuff, by the way. You wouldn't believe. What, like cycling? No, <laughs> no like owning a house, oh. like being a homeowner, sewage draining, all the fun rainy stuff. weather, yeah. what to do to prep the house. <sighs> I mean, it's like I have an MBA in home ownership by now, reading you, all these weird, weird have you, factoids. Um, have you started like building projects yet? <laughs> no. I'm not gonna do that for a while. That's we did it with be the apartment. So much fun! Yeah, we did it with uh, the previous apartment, and we looked at each other after we were done. And said, "Never, never again, yeah. never." Yeah. <laughs> and then you wake up the next morning. It's like, ah, I know it could be good to maybe fix that <laughs> thing and to no, no. What so much more space suddenly. What happened is you decided the project was finished even though you were missing like a small <laughs> detail, and you wait four years to fix it. And that's usually when you so, move. This is now, so that's, that's why I stopped doing any of this stuff myself. I also have like, in Germany, you say two, two left hands or something like that. Yeah. So I can't do anything myself Thumbs anyway. Thumbs fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be useful, I suppose. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> okay, you know what, fuck yeah. it. But, uh, um, you know, it's, you know, my, uh, my father-in-law, my, my brother-in-law, you know, and then we yeah. pay people. Perfect. Yeah. That's how it's done. <laughs> but uh, speaking about 10 thumbs up, Ooh. let's do a uh, let's do a quick podcast annual business review because this episode is kind of I wouldn't say it's a special episode, but it kind of is because this show is, you know, one year old mm. when uh, when we aired the episode and we've talked a lot about doing quarterly business reviews, weekly reviews, daily reviews, hourly reviews, all those reviews. So let's do a quick one of our show because when we started, we looked at each other and we said, we're going to give it a full year. We're not going to discuss like numbers or anything until a year has passed. I think maybe that was a lie, but that's fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> so looking at the numbers. <laughs> yeah. No. So I was like, the first episode we had, I want to get 100 downloads the first week. What happened? 10. We got <laughs> we got 10 downloads. I was like, oh no, what's gonna happen here? But fortunately we were consistent and you know consistency beats brilliance any day of the week. That's that's our life motto, right? Yeah, there. that's our life. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt, put it on a bumper sticker. That's how we got our wives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, this episode is now over. Yeah. Now um well into the five digit downloads. Well into five digits. Yeah. That's Pretty awesome, actually, yeah. when you think about yes. it. So I mathed it out. Uh, probably around six thousand hours have been listened to of I'm, you and me. I am so sorry for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm we apologize. So yeah. We apologize. At least I hope there were some fun stories in there, or mm -hmm. you learned something. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, a lot of great reviews. Not any written yet, even though we tried <laughs> to do all kinds of spiffs and incentives and whatnot. So this is also a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> we are watching you and we yeah. are disappointed. Yeah. Um, no, so I think overall, uh, we can be pretty happy about this. And I hope uh, there's a bunch of happy listeners out there as well who enjoy listening to this show. And I also think we, um, we've been working a little bit on attaching, you know, rocket boosters 
to this show starting very soon, actually. Oh, yeah. we. I mean, we had the first couple of guests, right? So we had mm -hmm. Leah Taryn, a uh, great, great yes. conversation. We had Ben Murray, the yes. SaaS CFO, also pretty awesome to get that view. And um, But that really was just a warm-up. That was like the appetizer. Yeah. Now we're really getting started. Yes. So this month, August uh, 2023, we're going to have a guest every week. And it's going to be pretty damn epic. I was literally thinking... Uh, epic, on the way, epic. Epic, epic. Yeah. I was thinking about it uh, on the way to work this morning. It's like we're building an MBA for SaaS. It's like a SaaS that's MBA. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's a good frame probably for what's going to happen. But anyway, in today's episode, mm -hmm. we thought... Hey, you know, this is not like Netflix where you just binge an entire show. Well, I hope it is, but I kind of think people start and then never go back to the early episodes. And actually, we had some pretty good stuff in those 60 episodes. So this is, I think, number 60. We had some pretty good stuff that we don't want you to miss out on. And we picked, or I picked, six really strong takeaways. <laughs> Thank you. Really strong takeaways that we're going to kind of cover today and just do a short playback of some of the nuggets and then talk a bit about it. Uh, hopefully this means you've, in 30 minutes, listened to effectively six episodes and gotten a ton of value out of this just, you know, 30 minutes of your life. Right there, let's go. Okay, so we have six awesome takeaways. We're going to start with the, with the first one, a clip from the first one. Yes, so this is actually one of my favorites, is the 10% rule to double revenue. And uh, let's let's go and listen to uh, listen to the first uh, clip that we want to play. I think it's always a funny conversation on how you double revenue, mm -hmm. and especially now, you know, we talked a bit about budgets are being reduced, but targets they remain the same. Yep, and that's that's a really tall order. No, a lot of a lot of investors are basically expecting you to suddenly snap to efficient growth. So you've been operating for the last two, three years on very inefficient growth. <laughs> and now you have a quarter to go from that to, hey, you know, you should really be hitting this 12-month payback thing we told you about. Um, so and I think that is the expectation out there, right? And basically, you know, how that's being translated is growth roughly remains the same. Mm -hmm. Let's just say there's a bit of a haircut. Um, but budgets for sure, like minus 50% or something like that. Yeah. And we, uh, so we're, I'm a fan of Winning by Design. I know you also really love uh, those guys and the work they're doing. And Jaco um, over there, he talked about actually this 10% this rule that we're going to get into, mm -hmm. um, which is really if you can improve just seven things, 10% throughout your funnel, that will equal to 100 Yeah, I think the math is not exactly 100, but basically now the, the, the you know, math avid, you know, listener will realize, oh, there's a compounding thing yeah, in here. And that's yeah. obviously what this is about, right? You basically kind of look at your funnel um, and you need to find seven spots that you can increase by 10%. And if you do that, you know, you'll get to roughly 100% uh, over the, the course of that year or that, that time period. So I like, by the way, first off, you think, well, it's not really 100%. <laughs> That's such a great start. <laughs> well, you know, you need to be it's corrected. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the the really cool thing here, obviously, is and uh, and we we're gonna you know in this episode we're going on to actually talk about seven specific things what you can improve. Mm. Um, I think again, right? It's you know don't don't do all of those big bets and you know all of those massive things that you want to do. Uh, focus on smaller pieces across, right? And by the way, the math gets even funnier if you say five things, fifteen percent, you also oh. get to a hundred. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, you know, this is, I think, also starting to be a bit of a... Uh, this is obviously one of those compound pieces, mm. and uh, what is what is really terrible about the compound piece works both ways. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you you uh, it's a little bit like interest in your bank. Yeah. you know, and near the money that you have, that's good. Yeah, but in on your debt, it's yeah. it's the same thing, and it's not good. And uh, the same thing here, right? So really, kind of focus on you know improving small things. Um, because otherwise uh, you will have the reverse compound coming yeah. your way and that's that's not great. And I think we talked a bit about looking at basically what is the revenue formula to look at all those elements that goes into the equation. So ACV, mm -hmm. sales cycle length, all, all those stuff, all those elements and see, hey, which one of them can you realistically move by how much rather than just saying, hey, well, we need double the budget. Yeah. Right. So I think that was um, that was one of the really great uh, episodes. Definitely go back Definitely and listen, listen to that or just carry that mindset with you uh, as you head into planning or replanning for that matter. I think that's a, a strong, yep. strong thing. Let's move on to the next one, which is CAC is useless. So customer acquisition cost is useless. Um, the episode dives a little bit deeper into that topic, of course, and we're kind of not necessarily saying that you should be throwing CAC out the window, but there's some nuance, so let's into it. So let's just play here. So number one, CAC just by itself is pretty... It's pretty useless. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't really use that for anything. So what are what are people doing? They're basically compounding it with something else. Yeah, they're compounding it with uh, maybe a payback period. They're compounding it with you know LTV. They're compounding it with your gross margin and so forth. Yeah, and um, trying to take care of all kinds of different challenges that could be around it, right? Yeah. Because um, as you acquire a new customer, you don't really ask how long is that customer going to stay with me? Mm. So that's then the lifetime value of that customer that would then actually kind of play a role. Yeah. Um, if you only look at the acquisition side, then uh, uh, you know you might be uh, subject to some gaming that happens around it. So very much focusing on um, segments that are easy to acquire but have a high churn rate. <laughs> this was, by the way, one of the more, more popular episodes we had. And there was a heated debate uh, LinkedIn. With, on yes. LinkedIn with quite a few people, you know, no, obviously Tony Kak is useful. Um, <laughs> but this came on the back of, I think you joined, uh, was it RevOps Therapy or, or, or some other show uh, where you were asked by the audience about CAC, how to calculate it. And just, you know, there is just a million ways to do that. And that yeah. was kind of one of the primers for, well, why? That seems no, I, th I think the, um, I think, you know, one of the pieces here is that when someone says CAC, everyone silently in the head goes, payback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously CAC, CAC by itself is in fact really fucking useless. Yeah. Um, because you can have a 10 million CAC or 100 million CAC. It doesn't yeah. say anything about your business besides that one is bigger than the other, yeah. apparently. Um, it doesn't talk about efficiency, right? But obviously CAC payback, that's really important. Um, there are plenty of ways to game it. And um, there, you know, I had a really cool conversation on the back of that episode, actually, and someone was kind of telling me that uh, if you're starting to game it, uh, then you will start suddenly all the other things that you want to um, uh, calculate are also suddenly out of whack, yeah. right? The, the CAC payback itself and then MTV. the LTV yeah. and then the churn and then the, uh, suddenly none of those pieces fit together anymore. And, and uh, you know, the boardroom or the investors will just be like, what, what, the, what the fuck is going on here? They're going to be like, well, I don't get it. All the numbers look great, but there's no money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're just saying, well, uh, Tony said cock is useless anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but it's true. And, and I think even even recently, uh, you and I were talking a bit about uh, just CAC payback, and that's probably an episode on its own. Like one of the big issues is when you start the calculation and then you actually start the investment way sooner than when you start the yeah. effective calculations. So there's a bunch of stuff there. I think that's that's fun episode in the future that's uh, where we talk about CAC payback being useless. So the next one is one sales consistency. Try this. And here we're really going through a handful, I would say. Let's let's see. Let's listen to the yeah. clips. But a handful of uh, tips and tricks on how you can make your sales motion way more consistent over time. And really, the you know how everyone is seeing it. It's either all my deals close on the last day of the quarter, mm. which basically means hair loss for <laughs> eighty nine days. Yeah. Or even even worse, all my deals close in Q four and you know around Christmas, right? Yeah. So yeah, a couple of tips and tricks how you can how you can avoid that. And let's jump into it. So, um, first one, duh, uh, it's actually onboarding and offboarding, mm. uh, or I call it onboarding and performance management. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or PIP. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and obviously kind of when you, when you add more AEs, uh, you, you obviously always need to make this decision to, uh, you know, give them opportunities that then convert less, right? There's always that trade-off as you add someone else, you basically will, you know, be less, less so efficient, right? Mm. Um, but there are a couple of uh, ways to uh, try and kind of get that, um, try and get that thing going on the onboarding side. When, and not talking specifically about, um, you know, the first week or what you should tell them or something like that. We don't have a clue about this. But really, when you think about it, uh, ramp to a degree. Let's just say you had a AE that starts on the first of January, and let's just assume that all of this training thing. Uh, it's already has taken, you know, has been taken care of. For some reason, mm. person starts on the first of January and comes fully equipped. You know, knows the the platform, dad knows the competition, knows the talking points. For some reason, all of that, you know, is already there. Uh, so, how would then ramp up actually look like? Well, it probably has to do something with uh, your sales cycles. Yeah, you know, thinking about it, if you have sales cycles of two weeks, SMB. Um, guess what? If you give that person opportunities now, um, like you would give any other person, you know, you can math it out. You probably, the ramp up will be two months mm. and that's it. Right. And then that person, uh, would have enough supply to kind of, you know, work through that stuff, close deals out and would be great. Right. If you have sales cycles that are nine months or longer, guess what? Your ramp up will probably follow the same thing. Right. I think what many people sometimes misunderstand that ramp up, not actually really really it also does but doesn't really really have to do with knowledge mm. it simply also has to do with uh, sales physics yeah. right kind of how many how many sales process can you start and how many can you expect to kind of close within that time frame yes a uh, very smart man over there you agree um, and uh, <laughs> so again how does that help you with consistency well it's it's really the you know as you slot new people in and you know expect them to hit target and hit ramp um, this is a good way to think about it. Mm. Uh, let's jump into the next one here, which is obviously my favorite topic, opportunity supply and demand. Here we go. And we have discussed this a couple of times here, and I don't think this idea is novel or anything like this, but it's really important to start executing and thinking like this. Think about it in opportunity supply. Mm. So you, all your demand gen efforts, uh, inbound, outbound, Pro, uh, product-led sales, channels, whatever you have. Yeah. That's your demand gen. Um, and then your, um, uh, you know, it's 
shitty, shitty naming now, but it's opportunity demand, right? Kind of how many people want an opportunity. That's really the capacity side. Yeah. So uh, you get a thousand opportunities from your demand gen. Great. How many reps do we actually need to work through this? Yeah. That, that's the question you need to ask yourself. Um, and yes, then if you do the sales math behind it, then there's a quota and a target coming out of this. Yeah. But really the capacity here is how many um, how many of the you know ad bats can your can your AE team actually take at the same time? That's yeah. really the question, right? And um, if you have um, if you have a, a sales process that is split in two, meaning demand gen, SDRs, marketing, and so forth, and then the closing part, uh, which is then AEs, if you have that split in two, what you just need to make sure is that the opportunity supply matches the amount of capacity that they have. Yeah. Um, and that you manage those two things uh, separately, yeah? So what does that mean? If you have, uh, you know, those two departments blended together in the sense of NAE is creating the predominant amount of his or her opportunities and then also closing them, what you will see a lot is that after a great quarter, uh, you know, oh, closed close out all my pipe you know <laughs> um, and uh, then they you know it's true and it's not true to to certain degrees then they need to start generating pipeline again they need yeah. to do the reach out and so forth and they will be busy with that for a month or so you know what they're gonna flunk that quarter um, and then next you know then they're gonna get a, a slap on the wrist like hey you know why did you only 50 percent? blah blah what can we do all the sales enablement is going to, you know, come in then. And then see there, next quarter, they're hitting 150%. Why? Well, because they spent three months uh, last quarter building pipeline to then kind of achieve this. Yeah. This is the up and down that you want to escape. Mm. And the way you escape it is by managing uh, opportunity generation uh, consistently. Yeah. Right? If you are consistent there, guess what? You're going to be consistent on the other side as well. Yeah, and I think this is really, I mean, at, this is almost the core of the episode is yeah. is a bit, you know, straightforward, is really manage the the lead gen, your opportunity supply, your pipe generation. If that is consistent, guess what? The the revenue coming out will also be consistent. Yeah, that's really what we wanted to achieve with the episode. And there are a couple of more nuggets in there uh, to listen to for sure. Um, but it was really to also avoid those gray hairs uh, and consistency again, just way better than brilliance. Yeah, and... <laughs> There you go. Um, and, and everyone is going to love it, right? Okay, um, jumping into the next one. Yeah, we've done a lot of reviews. We talked a bit about it in the beginning, and that's basically the next one. We recorded an episode called 200 QBRs Later, They're Broken, where we talked a bit about the power of QBRs, so quarterly business reviews, and how they're fundamentally broken today. So let's listen to one of the first clips. After doing this... I don't know, like 100 or 200 times now, uh, you know, for our customers uh, over the last year, that um, there's quite some room for improvement for QBRs in general. Mm. First of all, you know, doing the QBR in the first case um, and then doing it well, that's 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 a science in itself and, yeah. and that's what the other EP was about. But after 200, 200 of those, we've actually realized, hey, wait a minute, there's there's a completely different way of doing this that will basically be 10xing the output. Yeah, and yeah. that's what we want to talk about today. And the clip doesn't tell you. <laughs> what we, that it's was perfect. Just the so listen to it. Just the 200 QBRs later, they're broken. Uh, why, why it is, again, why it is important, it uh, contributes also to this continuous improvement. Mm. Everyone thinks this is boring. Oh, continuous yeah. improving, that's boring. Efficiency, that's boring. Yeah. Compounding, you know, interest, boring. 
Uh, but that's really what it is, and uh, what's what's going to be driving large parts of your um, of your revenue probably by getting better incrementally. Mm. Um, so this is this is really kind of a different spin. Instead of going into a QBR, you know, after the fact, really yeah. kind of managing this through. I think we had the analogy of you know performing an autopsy on a dead body. That's what you're effectively doing. And that's one of the challenges with the QBRs as they are today. Um, you know. I've been thrown on the bus in those. We also talk about that in the episode. Yep. Um, so that's that's pretty good. And uh, should we do just one more clip here? Because we have two more. We can kind of pick and choose. And I think maybe this, clip eight. I like clip eight. Let's, let's, do, that. let's do clip let's eight. Let's do clip eight. Clip the eight. main thing that I kind of hate about most QBRs is executives walk in and then expect to get entertained for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not this is not our case necessarily, but it's also the internal case, right? Mm. So you kind of uh, use a RevOps team and we prepare, and we now know that RevOps is involved in it in different ways. Sometimes they just do a data package. Sometimes they do the whole thing. Sometimes mm. they kind of only support or whatever. Um, but usually it's kind of a... Um, Sometimes kind of a laid back kind of feeling of the executives walking and then okay now now entertain me now tell me what happened yeah yeah right yeah. um and and obviously then you get into the um hey didn't you read the the, the, the present yeah it's yeah. like oh no no it was <laughs> I'm busy too important for that it's busy <laughs> yeah. um and then you obviously get uh, into our other uh, uh, you know most fantastic problem which is you know ambushing people yeah right? yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, and obviously, th I feel this is a story that comes up all the time. Yes. So back then, when <laughs> I was running those QBRs, you were one of the executives coming in, yeah, not yeah. so laid back though. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, and you, with what kind of an attitude did you step into the room? No, I kind of said. I think we've recorded maybe before, talked about it at least. But I was always had this mindset of, okay, how are they gonna fuck me? today yeah that was always it was yes. you always had it in your back of it even if you actually had a solid quarter <laughs> yeah. you're like okay what are they gonna hit me come with? on it's easy you can always find something that's yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. in marketing thank you for that <laughs> thank you for that comment there <laughs> <laughs> i love it no it's a uh, and again right this whole thing of <clears throat> it's it's really important to have a retrospective in that sense yeah. that's how we started to refer to this you know looking back and learning and understanding and creating this this uh, this culture of trust and yeah. so forth, um, <laughs> which is really difficult, by the way. But um, uh, I think one of the main issues with this is uh, you do look back and then it's like, oh, on Tuesday, seven weeks ago, we actually had an outage on our demo form for mm. a week and we didn't realize. Um, yeah. That is that is something that shouldn't be coming up ninety days later. This should be coming up, you know, the second yeah. something happens, um, and and should be should be addressed there. So really, instead of having this autopsy, yeah. um, really uh, rather finding ways to improve things as they as they happen or as they deteriorate. Yeah, I think we really got into the how do you operate as a team to catch improvements on the go, catch opportunities or challenges. Mm -hmm. And that's really what changes then fundamentally the QBR. So go back, listen to the episode. Uh, it's definitely a different take. We also have a blog post about it on our blog. You can check out. That's kind of summing up the process. There. That's it. And now um, I think we're going very far back. This is really, this is like we, we sharing a microphone yeah. back. Like an iPhone microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode is called The One Thing to Scale. Let's listen to the first clip. The reason why it's important is you will kind of figure out your way to get to the million. Um, if you have a product that has enough market and so forth, founder-led sales, you will get to a million somehow. 
or you have something on your website and there's some organic inbound and that gets you to a million. But really what those VCs want after that is um, triple, 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 double, double. Um, <laughs> what is that? So that really is something that I think some VCs defined as the unicorn path. And maybe this is now a couple of years ago and I think it started all with triple, triple and then three times double and then they flipped around. But really what it means is, uh, okay, now you hit one million uh, and from now on you need to triple at least twice and then double three times. Or in what I said before, you need to triple three times and then double twice. Hmm. So, you know, tripling one, you go from one to three, then you go from three to nine, then you go from nine to 27, then you go from 27 to 50-ish, and then you go from 50-ish to 100. Unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> easy, that's, easy. That's, 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 that's the idea. So what all of these investors are gonna be looking for is once you hit the million mark is, okay, how can you grow according to that path? Yeah. That will be their question. And the problem that that poses for you is that whatever you use to get into the one million, it will probably not scale to get you to three and nine in, in those next two years. Wow. Audio quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my math was pristine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> triple, double, double, triple. Yes. Yeah. And again, right? So the idea is, well, getting to a million, that can be done. And then we mm. do the difficult part starts with this unicorn path that you'd be on. And the whole episode is around, uh, you know, what what is that one thing to scale and, you know, how to think about it going mm. forward afterwards. But it's so funny because there's, I think, so many founders and companies, they miss this point that you need to find one channel that works and really focus on that. Mm. We now have talked with uh, founders and CEOs like, you know, Series A, B, C, SaaS businesses always like, yep, we want you to come in and you need to build the newsletter. You need to build up social. You need to do maybe a podcast. You need to do a blog. You need to do like there's a laundry list of 20 things that mm. they want to be successful in. But that's besides the point. You need to find one you can be successful in and then you can start building the next. We talked about even outbound. It usually takes you, what is this, like six months? Everything takes you six to nine months, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, again, back to the consistency piece, you've got to find one thing to scale. That's yeah. that's really the task. Yeah. Okay. So Should we move to the next one? Last episode. So the last episode was done um, with my was, with yeah. my favorite host. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking of you get also one with Olaf in here, but uh, this is uh, with the substitute Bart. That is with Bart, uh, wonderful Bart. Uh, he will be starring a little bit more often, actually. Now, yeah, he will come in for a couple of episodes. episodes. So it's pretty cool. Um, and uh, maybe we listen to the first clip where he has a comment on our hairstyle. Always make sure you hit the record button. Oh, Mikkel. Yes. How much hair you have grown. <laughs> I'm so jealous, Mikkel. <laughs> well, are you and, jealous that Mikkel just actually has some time off now instead? <laughs> and also, you finally got rid of your... You finally got rid of uh, uh, your Danish accent. I got rid of the Danish accent. You wouldn't believe what I had to do to get all this hair right now as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to tell me which product you use yeah. because... Did you know that they actually have shampoo and conditioner separate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of our conversations, by the way. Nicole and I didn't know this and it's like, well, maybe that's why that's, you don't have any yeah, hair there's a, there's a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, maybe he shouldn't do more episodes. <laughs> 
no, but it's good to see that we can riff with other people as well. That's good. Good to know. Is that a good thing? I'm not quite sure. I don't know. The 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 episode <laughs> is actually so. This was um, basically just when the year flipped around uh, mm. from 22 to 23. Um, everyone was already very beaten up because this whole Ukraine war has been going on, and you mm. know all the ripple effects from this actually. Um, and uh, we basically were saying like, okay, 23 is gonna suck, right? And uh, you know what are the things you can actually do in order to um, you know turn this around, make this a good year for you. Um, and we actually talked about, I think, five specific plays that you can execute and how to think about it um, in order to drive those efficiencies, right? Mm-hmm. And it was really uh, down-to-earth, hands-on uh, examples that you could theoretically start executing tomorrow. Yeah. So that was like six of the hand-picked top episodes most listened to um, with just some recap on some of the takeaways. We're going to go for another year and record and we're also going to be recording with guests which i think is pretty epic you know we've talked so much together it's about time we introduce yeah. more yeah. <laughs> entertainment into this i mean show. it's been a long year you know <laughs> <laughs> but 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 one year down one year more to go cheers michael thanks so much for listening thanks really everyone. hope you enjoyed it if you've enjoyed it as much as we have Please leave a review, just one. That's all we ask, just one review. That will be appreciated. Thank you so much and looking forward to one more year. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks, Michael.